Hey there, welcome to The Third Seat. This is the show where we have open and honest dialogues with experts who have a unique perspective to share straight to you. I'm your host, Daniel Trinum with Croft & Frost, and I'm excited to bring you today's episode. As always, all links as well as relative information will be in the description of this episode down below. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's join into the conversation. All right, everyone, welcome back to The Third Seat. My name is Daniel Trinum. I will be your host today, and I am uh, thankful to be here and really excited to talk to my guest today. Um, my guest here with me today is somebody who I've met, uh, this is the second time we've met now officially in person, uh, but he is somebody who I've really taken a liking to, somebody who I've, I've really enjoyed speaking with so far. He is a very well accomplished individuals uh, so far in his in his young career. He is the uh, director of culture and brand experience at Steam Logistics here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Along with that, he he wears many other hats though. That is not just where the buck stops with him. He. Um, is an on-air personality with Brewer Media. He does several different radio shows uh, here, I believe, in the, Ch the Chattanooga Knoxville area. Uh, and along with that, he is the a, a local celebrity of sorts. We've been joking about it, but he was uh, the face of the January 2022 uh, edition of Edge Magazine here in Chattanooga. So we've got a, a local a local celebrity here with us. Uh, but I don't want to you know spoil too much of his introduction. I'll let him speak for himself. But uh, Malcolm, thank you for thank you for joining us well, today, man. Thank I really you for appreciate it, me, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. It's yeah. good to be here. Uh, everything is is great. I'm excited just to, to be here and, yeah. and chop it up with you, man. Yeah, man, for yeah. sure. So, uh, like I said, I gave a little bit about you, but I don't want to take too much of the spotlight yeah. away from you. So, just for those that aren't aware, uh, just tell a little, bit, a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how you got here. Well, my name is Malcolm. Uh, <laughs> the introduction was crazy. It was <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, originally from Conyers, Georgia. Um, I was born in Metro Atlanta, Tucker, Georgia. Uh, I went to the University of Tennessee up in Knoxville, uh, graduated about five years ago, and uh, absolutely love my time in Knoxville. It was great, but uh, I got into the industry right out of college. Uh, started out doing domestic transportation um, and absolutely loved it. But I started recruiting back in college, uh, worked for the football program, and I was just like, man, I like to do this for a living one day. And I uh, came to Steam and I started out doing international. I absolutely loved it. However, my CEO came to me and was just like, Malcolm, you know, your numbers, they're just okay. And I'm like, Jason, are you really about to fire me right now? Like I'm an entry level rep. Like yeah. that should be like my, my director yeah. manager. He's like, Malcolm, you're not getting fired, man. Yeah. Like, and I was like, okay. And he was like, well, you have a way with people. You just attract people. There are people always at your desk. It's probably why you're not so productive. And I was like, <laughs> stop. He was like, I know you've done this professionally. Um, I know you've done this in your collegiate career. How would you like to initiate recruiting here at Steam? And I said, why didn't you tell me this last year? Let's do it. Uh, so, so we got you know some some systems in place and got a team in place, and it has literally taken steam to, to new heights. So yeah. that's that's a little bit about me. That's awesome, man. I always hear you say uh, full steam ahead, which that's a, a, a nice little play on words for what you all do. But uh, you seem to definitely embody that, uh, just with what you do and with how steam is growing. Uh, you definitely you just as and, you know steam as a whole seem to embody that idea of full steam ahead. You know, not stopping and continually moving forward and growing, man. You can't stop, man. Yeah. We we've taken full advantage. <laughs> of this yeah. like being able to go from when I was with the organization back when I first started we had about 60 employees mm -hmm. you know right now we have 600 and I'd say 35 <laughs> employees Man. 
They're going to be across seven locations. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I can't tell you how much this story, I, it, it's unlike anything I think in the industry right yeah. now. That's like, and how long do you say you've been working there? I've been there since 2019. I started November 18th. Wow. 2019. Wow. So almost almost three years. Almost we're, we're three getting years. There. We're getting on the three year yeah. anniversary. Wow. I'm excited. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Um, so before we get into the real, the you know the good stuff, I want to hit you with a real a real tough question cool. right off the bat. Cool. So in your LinkedIn bio, I notice <laughs> that you consider yourself to be, and using your words, yeah. a wing connoisseur. Yes, I am. Referring to chicken wings. Yes, I'm I am. Myself, I, I I am a lover of all kinds of foods. There are very few foods that I do not enjoy, and I I also love wings. So my question for not only myself but for everybody listening, what is? It's a two-part question. What is the best? Chattanooga wing spot that you've been to, All right. and then what is the best like wing uh, flavor or sauce that goes with it? Okay. In your opinion, I need I gotta know because um, that's the that's the most important thing we gotta get from this. You put first. me on blast. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go with American Wings on uh, East Third, oh, close to Erlanger Hospital yeah. here downtown. They also have a Brainerd location too. Yeah. Um, they they just get it right. Like yeah. I, I'm from Atlanta, so we have a certain type of wing, yeah. you know, crunchy yeah. flavor. Uh, my go-to is hot with lemon pepper sprinkles. Mm. So you get that sweet savoriness with the lemon pepper sprinkles, yeah. but then that kick with the yeah. hot. Yeah. Uh, I get them extra crunchy, all drums. The, the crunch is what you gotta get. Oh. I mean, the, the crunch is where it's at. That's where it's at. So yeah, yeah uh, I'm a chicken wing connoisseur. If you yeah. you want the spot, uh, <laughs> Parkway has really good wings yeah. too. Uh, I like their wings, extra sauce, yeah. uh, but American Wings is gonna take the, the first Please trophy. Is that like a like a hole in the wall spot? Like, some, like you got you got to know about it to know about like you, not just anybody's gonna be there. You know what, what, what do they say? Uh, if you know, you know. Yeah. If you know, yeah. you know. <laughs> if you don't know, you yeah. don't know. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, it's a it's a little hole in the wall spot, but it, it's so worth it, man. And they they got this uh, great punch. Yeah. It's like a uh, peach drink. It's yeah. super good. Oh, so. I love peach punch. Yeah, a peach punch. So yes. now you're gonna want some wings. Now well, I'm, I might have to make a stop there. So <laughs> anybody listening, if you're in the Chattanooga area, if you're ever visiting, make sure to stop at American Wings. They they deserve yeah. it as per the wing connoisseur. Source recommendation uh, you got to make at least one trip there so uh, I will be sure to make a visit there I've not been there so I'll have to make a make a visit there sometime. super good super yeah. good so uh, so in all, in all seriousness uh, I wanted to ask that see because I like I said I do I do love me some food but uh, you talked about how you've been working for steam almost three years now mm-hmm. um, and you initially did you initially start out in sales is that we said or yeah. no you were in, re- in recruiting I was initially in sales, in sales I, yes. I mean literally I had my own book of business yeah. customers and clients uh, that both imported as well as exported. Mm-hmm. So I started out in our international sales department. Yeah. So, and you transition now to, like you said, a, a, a role that allows you to work with people more. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming some internally, some externally. Um, for me personally, where I work, one of my favorite things about here is is our the people, like the culture that, yeah. I know that's probably said a lot of places, but uh, even from when I first started, that was my favorite thing is just the people I get to work with, the people I get to talk to, the environment that I work in, and it's, Probably my favorite part about coming in every day. It's not necessarily the work. It's the people I get to work with For you as someone who works in that field like that is literally your title What to you makes what is the like what is the importance of a a good healthy? 
uh, work culture. Whether you're in an office, whether you're you know not in office, wherever you work, uh, however you do your work, what to you is the importance of having a good work culture? You, you want it to be natural. You want it mm -hmm. to be organic. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want it to be forced. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's it's not. It's mm -hmm. not forced. Mm -hmm. It's so authentic because there's such a representation mm -hmm. everywhere of different ages, different demographics, mm -hmm. different characters. I mean, it really almost feels like a Netflix original show <laughs> when you walk into Steam because it is just so diverse. Yeah. That to me lends uh, a positive vibe when it comes mm -hmm. to culture because yeah. you're just getting so many different people in a pot. Yeah. I mean, literally, it is a melting pot and specifically once this building kind of takes shape and, mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that, but once you have all of us really under one roof, mm -hmm. you will see like, oh my gosh, yeah. like this culture has created itself because we've been intentional yeah. about how we've staffed. Yeah. And, and you talked about how uh, when you thought you were going to get fired, thank goodness you didn't, <laughs> but you thought you were going to get fired that your, you know, the CEO said he, he wanted to see if you'd be all wor you know, working more with people. Yeah. How to you did that feel to be, to be asked something like that? Because you know, obviously it's great to be promoted in whatever field you're working in, but I would imagine you would say that you, you, know, you would rather work with people on a daily basis as opposed to sales potentially because that seems to be something that uh, you enjoy doing and, and something that you excel at. What, how did that feel to you with just having someone of that position in the company, you know, rather early on in your career, come yeah. up to you and say, "Hey, do you want to take this this leap? Do you want to try and uh, make a career out of something that you seem to excel at?" Well, it's invaluable. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a sports person; yeah. like that's huge for me. Uh, Lamar Jackson is one of my favorite quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Myself and our CEO Jason Provencia, that is that relationship. It's like a Harbaugh <laughs> Lamar Jackson type. So you're the, you're the QB in this yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, Lamar, and yeah. he's like Malcolm. Like, yeah. do you want to go for it on fourth down? Yeah, and I'm like, and the answer is all, the answer is always me yes. The ball, yeah. we're going for it on fourth down. <laughs> and and uh, Jason, just being able to see that, like, hey, like he's yeah. good. Yeah, but let me put him in a position to be great somewhere else. Mm. Like that to me was everything. That yeah. really launched what I was able to do in terms of my career thus far yeah. is him seeing that potential in me early on mm -hmm. and saying hey like it let's let's take a chance mm -hmm. I mean and it's really honestly happening again mm -hmm. you know because now that recruiting has really gone and, and is self-sufficient I mean Morgan McDermott who was you know I, I feel like I was Batman she was Robin <laughs> she's now Batman yeah. I mean she is now taking this recruiting team and adding more pieces to it we have more branches to it and she's gonna oversee that mm -hmm. whereas now I'm going into more of a marketing mm -hmm. role you know looking and seeing how we can talk about the brand mm -hmm. brand strategies adding pieces to that puzzle too mm -hmm. so you know, and, and you were talking about how, uh, you know, you worked in sales and you, you uh, were doing doing well at it, but working with people is something that you felt like, you know, you were maybe, that may have been a, a natural talent of yours. And I think that oftentimes, I mean, I, I've never met someone that hasn't, that does not say, you know, oh yeah, I want to work somewhere I don't really want to enjoy. Like you, everyone works wants to work somewhere where they feel like they are driven by their passions. Like they're not just, uh, you know, clocking in and collecting a paycheck. They want to do something that uh, challenges them and mm -hmm. engages them from a, a personal level, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and that's not always an easy thing to find. I'd say a lot of people are still, they, uh, for many people, it's a never-ending pursuit because that's a hard thing to discover. It is. But for you, as someone who, at least so far, you've seemed to found a, a niche for yourself in this lane that mm -hmm. not only do you excel at, but you seem to really enjoy what you do, yeah. What, how, how did you go about finding that that spot? Because that's a that's a very unique position to be in to do something that you are good at, but also that you enjoy and that you are you are engaged with. Uh, what what through just through your life story? Uh, what 
drove you to uh, getting to the position that you're in now? I would just always love people. Yeah. You know, people at the end of the day is why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a job without the people that are currently in that building right now. So being able to capitalize on what I'm good at mm-hmm. and then also make a career out of that mm-hmm. has just literally been, um, it's just been so unique. Like, mm-hmm. it's the perfect storm for me. And it, it's about finding your why mm-hmm. and then executing on that mission and on that purpose. Mm-hmm. Now, did I always get it right? No. Like, <laughs> I fumbled numerous times. Yeah. Like, you know, for, for every hit we had, like, we had some misses. Yeah. You know, like, I, again, huge into sports. Like, mm-hmm. I threw a couple interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> I threw a couple yeah. interceptions. But Jason and, and, and Brittany uh, Payone, she's our V. Of human resources, mm-hmm. um, our relationship is so close. And mm-hmm. she was like, You're gonna fail, mm-hmm. it's inevitable. Yeah. You go out there and make a play because I trust you, I yeah. believe in you, yeah. these people believe in you. And that, that to me, I was like, Well, if I just go out there and make a play, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and that, that having that trust from other people is yeah. so, so invaluable. I mean, we were talking about before we officially started recording just what we're doing right now, and I, I've Talked to her numerous times. My manager, Meg. Shout out to Meg. Uh, shout out to Meg. Shout out to Meg. <laughs> uh, she, you know, like the, doing what we're doing right now is something I really enjoy. And I've told her numerous times, I said, I cannot express how thankful I am that you were willing to take a chance on a 21-year-old college kid that just graduated. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like this is a totally new thing. Like the fact that you have entrusted me to do something like this, to kind of step out in a public manner with the brand. I mean, yeah. that's, it, it's, it means so much coming from someone else because she didn't have to do that. You know, I, like I said, I was an intern. I could have very well just uh, been doing anything else, but the fact that they trusted me enough to take this and run with it, uh, it means the world. I mean, and, and I would imagine you have a similar experience like you were talking about. You know, sometimes you're gonna fall, you're gonna fail. Um, but as the saying goes, it's not about how many times you fall, it's about how many times you can get up. And uh, having the mindset of being, just going out there and trying to make that play and being okay with failure sometimes is, is really what makes all the difference. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and we're trying to change the industry too. Yeah. Like when it comes to, you know, not only diversity initiatives, mm-hmm. but of course we're talking about non-competes. That's a huge, uh, I would say, crusade that we're on right mm-hmm. now. But we're unorthodox because we want to take this to places that we just simply haven't imagined it going. Mm-hmm. You know, for us to be on a trajectory for a billion dollars, mm-hmm. I literally look around and laugh sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, guys, I didn't know that we would be open in two years, two years ago. <laughs> You know, and yeah. now to have this trajectory based off of what we've been able to do from mm-hmm. a people standpoint, a market standpoint, mm-hmm. scalability, mm-hmm. that has been key for us. So. so just on that note of scalability, I mean, you know, whether you are an employee or you the business owner, whatever, wherever you fall in, you know, the, the tree of a, of a business, uh, everyone wants it to grow. I would, I would dare say 99% of people want the business to grow unless you're like at the end of your career, and you're like, ah, I think I'll just wrap things up, you know? Yeah, uh, but growth is not always linear. Uh, and, and as we were just talking about, there's ups and downs, but Steam as a whole seems to be just shooting upwards. I mean, there's like, there's no, no ceiling on it. Uh, and you were just talking about how you're projected, uh, your revenue projections and everything. Just obviously there's numerous factors that go into making any business work from the bottom to the top, but mm-hmm. what has been the, the spark for you all that you, that you think has really driven uh, not just your, your work there and your experience, but Steam as a whole that has taken it from where you were you know, almost three years ago with 60 employees to now over 600 and you're expanding into you know, the Atlanta area, you're building a new headquarters here in Chattanooga. What to you is, is the one thing that you can point to that really 
shot you all from where you were when you started to where you're at now and where you're projecting to go? Definitely. I think it's a multitude of things. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we talked about culture. Mm-hmm. You know, culture is by default or by design. Mm-hmm. This culture was designed mm-hmm. this way to propel us here. But I would say our offering too. I mean, we are unique in the fact that we have three offerings. I can literally take a shipment from China mm-hmm. and deliver it to Chattanooga if I absolutely had to. Not a lot of people can say that they can do that and have all charges <laughs> have all charges from one company yeah. on one standard invoice. Yeah. We can provide that and you get a real time, real life person mm-hmm. to speak with you mm-hmm. about your shipment. Mm-hmm. It's invaluable for our customers yeah. being able to have that experience, being able to have a, a real person care for their shipment. I mean, you're giving birth to that shipment, mm-hmm. you're making sure that things are going smoothly, but we have this mentality called the perfect shipment lives here. Mm-hmm. The perfect shipment is not mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. It cannot exist. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you got something on Amazon and it, it goes missing? Yeah, it's or, it sh- or it shows up and it looks like it's been shot out of a cannon yeah. or something. <laughs> it happens so much. So being able to see that and then understand like, hey, it's not gonna be perfect, but I'm gonna communicate with you so effectively so you know if it's not perfect, why and how I can provide solutions. Um, so. Our offering, when it comes down to it, it's international, dredge, and domestic. Mm -hmm. We started out typically as this company, it was called Access America. We were branched out of that because they were acquired by UPS. There was a huge non-compete that was placed on Steam, an unprecedented seven-year non-compete clause. So that said that we could not operate in a domestic space for seven years. Mm -hmm. And that was from April 2014 to April 2021. So we started and sputtered out the gate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been to like a amusement park, but it's like a- I love me some roller coasters. All right, so you know yeah. how it, it kind of like- Yeah, yeah. Like we were Going like up that, the hill. We were, yeah. we were just stuck. We were yeah. just like, man. Yeah. And it was tough. We, yeah. we added a second component to the business in August of 2018 which is dredge, which is super unique, mm-hmm. super specialized. It's taking a container from a port yard to like a warehouse, emptying out that container, which is like a mobile storage unit, mm-hmm. and then returning it back to the port. Mm-hmm. It's typically like a 50 mile radius move around port city. So like a Savannah, um, let's say a Mobile, uh, let's go Charleston as well. Those are examples of that. And then finally our non-compete expired. Mm-hmm. And that's when we were able to get back into the domestic arena. Mm-hmm. That's why we've been able to scale so much is because we were forced to do what people were so bad at mm-hmm. because we didn't have any other option. Mm-hmm. We had to stay open. Yeah. But then we finally got the green light to get back to our bread and butter, which was domestic transportation. Mm-hmm. That's why we've been able to scale so much within the last that's a year and a half. Yeah. And it sounds like me, I mean, you know, you're talking about that non-compete is that when it comes down to it, you all saw an opportunity, even if it was seven years down the road, yeah. you know, you all saw an opportunity and said, eventually there is going to be, this is going to open wide open for us. We may not be able to, you know, run forward right now the way we want to, but yeah. in seven years and however many years, whenever this compete, uh, non-compete uh, clause expires or with whatever uh, goals you all may be trying to accomplish, it, it sounds like you, when an opportunity showed itself to you. You did not, you know, wait or say, oh, well, you know, we'll get around to it. You took it and you, you ran with it, you know, and you, and you said, and like you said, you took things that other industry, other people who are working in your industry are not so great at, mm-hmm. and you made it what you do. You made it your, your identity. You made it your MO. Like that's, that's what you all excel at. And so you, you immediately made yourselves the leader in that industry, yes. you know? 
Um, that's that's I, I think that can be applied in so many different areas just because that's obviously one story in a for one business in one industry but that's go that that applies across the board in in all of our lives whether it's personal you know in our relationships in our work um, seeing those opportunities ahead of us no matter how far down the road they are and being willing to take advantage of them when they uh, show themselves is right. is key you know Absolutely. And it, it's been crazy because our business model, like, say, for example, one department mm -hmm. doesn't have such a strong day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like basically, again, a, another sports reference. If this receiver has not had a good day, they got like two catches for yeah. 10 yards. Yeah. But the other receiver has eight catches for 98 yards mm -hmm. and two touchdowns. Yeah. That's how we complement each other. It's like, all right, this department's not doing so well. Mm -hmm. The other two departments are probably going to boost mm -hmm. for that day. Mm -hmm. So they balance off each other extremely well. Yeah. So on that note of departments, uh, one of the departments which you uh, seem to be heavily in, involved in is the recruiting department or yeah. you know, in the recruiting business that you all do. And yeah, yeah. Uh, for me personally, when I think of recruiting, uh, whether it's you know, at lo in logist the logistics industry like uh, what you all do or, or any other business, it inherently involves traveling and meeting people where they're at. It's, it's not a matter of necessarily people coming to you, but you've got to go to them. You've, yeah. got, to, you've got to show what you offer to them. Um, and with that in mind, just what are some of your favorite stories from recruiting? Back whenever you were at you know the University of Tennessee at Knoxville to now whenever you, you I see all the time that you're you know at UTC sometimes, you're at uh, maybe Lee, you're at different universities, you're at different uh, cities all across the nation, you're yeah. recruiting and, and, and you're uh, preaching the brand. What are some of your favorite stories? Uh, just maybe of some individuals you met or just some experiences that you had uh, while you've been working in recruiting so far? I, uh, I recently went to the University of Tennessee, you know, uh -huh. small alma mater. Yeah. Uh, I got this kid and this student, I don't want to call him a kid, but he, he came up to me and was just like, I remember you from last year and I told you I was going to dress better and he had like a full suit and I was like, man, like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to do He was like, yeah. no, but like, you looked so great last year. <laughs> now, now, what just, were you wearing? For real, what were you wearing? I was wearing a polo and some khakis. <laughs> I'm like, brother, like, it's it's not like that. But just yeah. the, the students are so passionate, yeah. you know, and I love that. I love being able to come back and, you know, our relationship with UTC, I, I can't stress enough. Like, the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga is literally the best. Mm -hmm. And I, I know some of my Knoxville alums are going to be like, what? <laughs> and I'm seriously. UTC uh, is just so authentic, you know, and, and being a Chattanooga-based business and having that relationship uh, with the admissions department, you know, the Mosaic program that they do, uh, as well as just other programs, you know, other contacts, it is literally so pivotal for us just to have that relationship there. But no, I absolutely love it. The team being able to go to surrounding events and mm -hmm. it's all about one. And I say that, but it really is. If one student submits a resume, mm -hmm. You won. You won. And, and, and it's about also going to different places that people aren't necessarily thinking about. You know, one of my, I would say, athletic idols, his name is Deion Sanders. Love primetime. Primetime Deion. Primetime prime Deion. Dion. Well, Deion coaches at Jackson State University, a historically black college and university. And he recently had a pro day event and, um, you know, getting his guys ready for the NFL draft. And there were eight teams that did not show up in the NFL. My Vikings are one of them. Yeah. My Vikings were not, were, were not there. And he called out all the yeah. teams. They had a career fair event and we were the only logistics company to be there present that day. 
was it the most traffic in comparison to like a division one you know sec school absolutely not yeah but if you get one resume mm -hmm. and if you show respect and if you're actually just making an effort to be present mm -hmm. that's what that event is for is to make sure that you are marketing yourself to let people that wouldn't know about the opportunity like hey this exists. Mm -hmm. Let me give you some visibility about an opportunity and one of the most fastest growing companies, if not in the state of Tennessee, I know in the United States. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Yeah. And they're just like, wow, I didn't know this existed. Yeah. How many other people are gonna take that jump? They need to. Mm -hmm. Regardless, I would love for each and every single student we come into contact with to work at Steam. But mm -hmm. if I can just you know, educate them about the industry and logistics, mm -hmm. my job is done. Yeah. And just you know, talking about you know Jackson State and, and the whole story behind Deion Sanders. Did, did he go to school there? Or, or he has some he has some affiliation with so, the school. Uh, he went correct? to FSU. Yeah, does his son go there? His or son goes there. That's what, I, that's what it was. A Gatorade deal of some sort, yeah. like a huge NIL deal. Yeah. Um, but just it's important yeah. representation. Yeah. Uh, inclusivity. It, it is super important, yeah. and it has to be across all phases mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, we really are trying our best to do that yeah. at Steam. Yeah, well, when you think of a, you know, like a university like Jackson State, like it's not, you know, when you think of big university, you think of like, you know, potentially a mm -hmm. UT at Knoxville or yeah. like, a, like a UCLA on, the, on yeah. the opposite coast, but you don't think of Jackson State. Like when you think of Jackson State, it's like, okay, well, where's that at? Or who, who plays there, you know? Yeah. Uh, but that goes to show, like we were just talking about finding opportunity because, you know, I'm sure there are numerous other companies and numerous other logistics companies that were at career fairs at even UTC or at, at UT Knoxville or all the other surrounding universities in the area but you just said you were the only logistics company there yeah. and I think that goes to show more about you all than it does about Jackson State because that shows that you all are aware of the talent that's there just because it's a small university or I'm assuming it's a small university yeah. doesn't mean that nobody you know all the people there aren't don't have anything to offer that just means that nobody's recognized that yet exactly and if you are the first ones that recognize that opportunity that's there for them and yourselves yeah. that you know you're gonna you're gonna blow the top off that thing because now when you show up you're not just oh you're Malcolm that works at this company somewhere up in like Tennessee I don't you know you've now formed a relationship because you're the you're the first people to offer them that olive branch you're the first people to say hey let's let's meet here and let's let's discuss opportunities together because you know you were just talking about how uh, Jackson State is an HBCU I would imagine there's a lot of uh, obviously there's opportunities that come to those students but there's also some opportunities that they may not be afforded mm -hmm. because of that yep. and the fact that you all are stepping uh, to universities like that and saying hey. We let's meet halfway here and see if we can we can find opportunity together. That's just that's awesome. I mean that's that's beautiful to see and it and it's it goes to show again how when there's opportunity ahead of you, it may not always be super obvious, but when you can take hold of that opportunity and run with it, there's no telling how far you'll go there or is how no high telling. you'll go. You know, there is no telling. I, I really appreciate that, yeah. man. And I, I I challenge the industry and not even just our industry, other employers like really diversify. Your target demographic when it comes to collegiate recruiting and just recruiting in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many different community events here in Chattanooga, mm -hmm. so many different organizations here in Chattanooga that are begging for employers like us to come and help and be partners. Mm -hmm. I, it, it is f literally free yeah. just to do the research.
yeah. and put your people in position to hey you're gonna go here were we tired absolutely me and morgan were about to like fall asleep <laughs> i'm like you, you know, how many coffees were you oh on my that god day? <laughs> i mean it was a lot but it also was so worth it yeah you know if we get one student mm-hmm. and one student's like i'm gonna pull the trigger on steam logistics yeah. and we're bringing in somebody that is out of the chattanooga ecosystem mm-hmm. when it comes to business with that person coming in from an atlanta mm-hmm. or from a nashville or from a charlotte or mm-hmm. some other city that brings a whole nother network mm-hmm. because they're going to tell their friends and their circle mm-hmm. and then that word of mouth if they have success and rather when they have success it's just going to spread and make our city better mm-hmm. and you were talking about you know even if it's one student even if 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 it's one student that's that brings in a resume, it's not necessarily about. I mean, we, we talk about it a lot here, but in all industries, it's not necessarily about having the most applicants or the most. Uh, you've got the most people working at your firm. It's about having the right people. We talk about here a lot about having the right person in the right seat. You know, yeah. uh, like you you were you know you're a classic example of that. As you initially were in sales, and I'm yeah. sure you did great at it, but it was not the right seat for you. No. You 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 may have been the right person for the for that company for Steam, but sales was not the not the seat you needed to be in. No, not at all. And so. You know, you were talking. If you go to these recruiting events, say you have a hundred different applicants, and they're all, you know, they seem like great people, but maybe they're not the right people for you all, or maybe you know, uh, you don't have the right position for them. Then it's it all. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But when you have that one person that's meant for that one seat that you have open, it makes all the difference because nobody else can do what Malcolm Harris does. Nobody else can do. Uh, you know, you were talking about one of your coworkers. Did you say her name was Morgan? Morgan. Morgan. I almost yeah. said Megan. So I'm glad you corrected me. Her sister is yeah. named Megan. Oh, she, well, she would have okay. killed us. <laughs> well, thank you for Morgan. <laughs> but you know nobody else does what Morgan does everybody yeah. has a specific role and a special talent that they bring to the table uh, we all have things that we excel at and things that we fall short on but uh, whether you know in your relationships or you know corporately at work or whatever situation you find yourself in in your life when we all bring our strengths and our weaknesses to the table it, it kind of it's like putting a puzzle together we all we all fit with each other and we paint this beautiful picture together you know yeah. uh, and I think it just goes to show how important it is to uh, bring it back to you know the recruiting and, and logistics and, and what steam does I think it goes to show just how important it is to not just talk to the the people that are that are at surface level like the universities that are surface level like obviously you should go to the UT uh, Knoxville because yeah, there's great students yeah, there of course. and you should go to the big university you know like you think of Memphis per se yeah. um, here in Tennessee uh, but Schools like you know UTC, even to an extent, are a little bit smaller. Or you know uh, yeah, Jackson State, like we're talking about, they have talent. There's talent everywhere, and finding that opportunity is essential. You know, definitely, yeah. definitely. I'm a you know like we talked about with sports. Nick Saban, you mm-hmm. know, is somebody I absolutely idolize. Yeah. I mean, saying this as a Tennessee guy through and through, but Nick and his approach is cerebral. And there's a guy um, Diggs, Trayvon Diggs. Mm-hmm. He plays for now the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a wide receiver when there was a bunch of first round NFL receivers at Alabama. I mean, you got Jalen Waddle, mm-hmm. Devontae Smith, those guys. Mm-hmm. He was on that same team. And mm-hmm. Nick Saban came up to him and was just like, you know, I don't think you're going to be able to play here at Alabama at wide receiver. You're good, but you're not better than these guys. However, let me take your skill set and put you somewhere else and see if you thrive there because I think I can do it. Mm-hmm. Do you trust me? And he, pouting he was crying he was like I, I, fine mm-hmm. i trust the process mm-hmm. now he led the nfl in interceptions as a cornerback and is slated to get a nine-figure yeah. extension whenever yeah. his time is yeah you know so it's all about seeing identifying skills 
traits and what you're best suited at and then from there putting you in a position to be successful yeah and and it just goes to show is finding uh the right seat for the right people yeah. you know um, we're, you know he was a, a wide receiver at a school with numerous very successful <laughs> wide receivers that are currently in the nfl yeah. so it's not like he was playing with some scrubs or anything no, like he was no. at a storied university yeah. with so much success but it just wasn't the right position for him Definitely. and it doesn't matter how it probably didn't matter how long he tried he Probably a lot better at wide receiver than I would ever be, but you know the other position. What you say was cornerback or safety? So he literally went from wide receiver to corner. Cornerback, yeah. yeah. So like the legit opposite side of the ball. Yeah. I mean, that's the right seat for him, and it look it seems to have paid off for him. And it know? probably makes him better because he knows those concepts yeah. as a receiver, yeah. and he can defend yeah. better because he yeah. knows. So yeah, it, it is, man. I love that. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about uh, you know how you all went to Jackson State and and just mm -hmm. what that meant for you, and I'm sure it meant a lot for the students that were there. Um, you obviously have your hand in a lot of different areas. Uh, yeah. You know, you work with uh, the culture at Steam. Mm -hmm. We talked about how you you do some uh, radio work. You you have you have many hats that you wear. <laughs> uh, what what example do you tr are you trying to set uh, for those that may look up and say, you know, maybe maybe a little Malcolm right now, but he's yeah. wherever you know, maybe he's 11, 12, 13 years old, looking up at you and saying, you know, M Malcolm, he's he's doing so much. Like, I, what 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 kind of example do, are you hoping to set, and what drives you to set that example? What what when you get up in the morning, whenever you get up, maybe maybe you may not be in a morning. I don't know. Whenever whatever time you five get up, five a.m. Yeah, yes. whenever you get up at five a.m. and you're thinking, oh man, I don't want to get up. I don't want to do yeah. it today. This bed feels nice and comfy. Yeah. What is it? What example are you trying to set, and what drives you to do the work that you do? Um, it can end tomorrow. You know, this isn't guaranteed mm -hmm. every day, and. Uh, I remember I was at a recruiting gig and I was actually uh, let go. They were just like, hey, we love you, but you're the right guy in the mm -hmm. wrong role. Mm -hmm. And I actually worked as a FedEx warehouse worker. This is like three years ago before I came to Steam. And I just remember being there at night at 3 a.m. and just feeling like, man, I just need one opportunity. I need one chance to show somebody that I have what it takes to be successful. And um, that's why I just take it so seriously because I've seen it all go away. And I just really wanted to get that message across. And, and that's why I just, I want it, I want it all, man. I, I, I want to be able to impact as many people as possible and show that, you know, Malcolm, if he's looking, he's 12 or 13, mm -hmm. that, hey, you're, you're gonna fail. Mm -hmm. And that's okay, because I did too, but we're just gonna get back up. Yeah. We're gonna, hey, talk to, uh, like me and my mom, we're like this, mm -hmm. and call, call whoever your person is, mm -hmm. and you say, hey, I lost today, but I'm gonna win tomorrow. Yeah. And I, um, that, that is my mentality. No, I 100% I agree, and I, I personally also re you know, resonate with that, because a little, almost two years ago, uh, in the middle of 2020, what a wonderful year that was. Uh, we, uh, I was working at I was working at Target here in Chattanooga, and Target will always hold a special place in my heart because I had some great people that I worked with. And uh, when it comes to the great Target Walmart debate, I'm more of a Target fan personally. <laughs> that's why. Uh, that's why. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But uh, but no, I was working there, and and I remember I was at the time I was like, man, I've applied for so many jobs. I've I've applied for so many internships. I'm trying to get my foot in the door in in the business world, and it's just like I. I keep striking out 
And I remember there came a point where I was like, I'm just going to have to work at Target for the rest of my life. And no, no shade to Target or anything. Like, yeah. not that that's a bad, like, it, it was a, a time that I look back and I'm, I look back uh, fondly on. You're but thankful, yeah. but I, I wanted more and I felt like, I was like, man, I, I just, I feel like I know there's more out there for me, but I feel like I'm just not being given the chance. And I'll never, I'll never forget one of my, my, probably my favorite professor in college, Dr. H. Dr. H, if you listen to it, shout out to you, man. Um, he told me, he said, Daniel, he said, no shade to Target, but you're better than Target. You can do more than just Target. He said, I know it's a good job right now. It's paying, you know, it's, it's paying you good money and you're doing well. But he said, I know you've got more in the tank. I know you've got more inside you than just what you're doing right now. Yeah. And having someone else outside of just my own, just my own personal being, believing in me and saying, hey, I see what's inside of you and I see what you can be. You're doing great right now, but you've got more ahead of you that I see you can do. Uh, it, it meant the world to me because I kid you not, after that was when this job came up and when I applied for it and you know, I don't know what the future looks like for me personally, but I'm really happy with where I'm at now. I'm, I, I would not have guessed I'm at where I'm at, at right now and it honestly, him believing in me that way was such a huge turning point for me because it told me that, you know, it may not be, ex where I'm at right now may not be exactly where I want to be, but I know that there's other people that believe in me to do more than what I'm doing right now. Absolutely. And it meant so much to me at the time. And I will always be forever grateful for him uh, just giving, instilling in me that confidence and that, uh, that mindset that there's more out there for you. It, it doesn't just stop here, you know. Uh, yeah, it, it meant so much to me at the time. And it still does. I mean, still to this day, I always remember that, that uh, even what I'm doing now, there's, there's more ahead. There's always more ahead that you can do and more that you can accomplish, you know? And it's just, the, the journey is, is forever. Yeah. And that's what I urge people to realize, like, I still don't have it figured out, man. Like, yeah. when I tell you, like, my mom was like, are you all right? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just really trying to create something special and I see so much opportunity in Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. Like, people don't realize, like, the secret's about to be out. If mm -hmm. you are looking for somewhere to really be present and make a mark chattanooga is about to be that place mm -hmm. atlanta is saturated nashville is saturated mm -hmm. i mean a lot of different angles are pointing right towards what i call the great connector which is going to be chattanooga mm -hmm. the revitalization of downtown mm -hmm. and now with steam i mean it's going to be a landmark mm -hmm. in downtown with our, yeah. our state-of-the-art facility and i, I yeah. can't wait for that talk a little bit about that facility i, yeah. I have y'all so currently at the time of this recording uh you all are under the beginning uh mm -hmm. stage of, of revamping uh, your, your headquarters here in Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, it looks like just a, a skeleton of a building. But I've seen some <laughs> pictures of what it's going to look like. And it looks really, really cool. Uh, for the One of the pictures, I forget it. I guess maybe it's like the lobby. Yeah. Uh, it looks like there's like a like a basketball net or something coming from like the ceiling. Right? I, I don't know, it, it looks very futuristic almost. What What's the, the plans with the, the new building? It, I'm excited it, to see it. It's going to be a state-of-the-art facility yeah. here in Chattanooga. Uh, there's going to be a total of four floors, mm -hmm. so much space for all of our departments. Mm -hmm. um, there's going to be training facilities throughout, special rooms, hopefully a room like this. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking at Jason. Uh, <laughs> hopefully a room like this uh, that, that we can have for, for creativity and, and marketing. And then also, um, we're going to have a rooftop. So yeah. it's going to feature perhaps maybe a community garden as well as a, a rooftop bar so yeah. we can have uh, you know guests high customers come in and um, you know we be able to entertain them and yeah. other uh, you know Chattanooga um, people that we we want to enjoy the space you yeah. know and this is it, we're, we're pouring so much into it because we know how special Chattanooga is mm -hmm. 
And uh, this is going to be a great place for, for folks to come in from our hybrid offices and our branch locations to, to grow with this as this continues to scale into a hopefully multi-billion dollar company. Yeah, and, and talking about you know just Chattanooga as a whole, I mean, I, I, I hope that, I hope and believe that Chattanooga will continue to grow and I'm hoping that uh, what we do here at Crawford and Frost, but also what you all do as team can be an, you know, an integral part to that growth, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, the, I remember whenever I came to UTC, almost four years ago now, which makes me feel old, uh, but whenever I came to UTC, a lot of the students I, you know, and families that uh, I went to high school with, if any of them went to college, they would, it was one of two places they would usually go. It was either UT Knoxville, which, hey, go, go, go Vols, baby. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a UT, UT fan. I always love to see them do well. They got put out early this year in March Madness, Man. but it's, it's all right. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it's okay. You know, it's a sore subject, but it's all right. Oh. But uh, either that or there was a, a private university in my hometown that a lot of people would go to generally. And not many people ever came to UTC. And I remember whenever I came down here and toured, I was like, there is something special about this place. Yeah. Like, not just UTC, but Chattanooga, like, it's so cool. I mean, I, I remember walking walking around campus and I saw the library. And the library to me is like the coolest building on campus because it's yeah. this big glass structure. And I was like, this is a library? I was like, when I think of libraries, I think of brick buildings and like, you know, traditional like, like a, you know, like pillars out front. It's like this big institution of knowledge. But I was like, this place looks like, like some futuristic kind of building that I've never seen before. Yeah. And it, it was just so special. And I was like, why is nobody else coming here? Like, I, I think there may have been one or two people that from my class that came down here with me. And so, I remember telling people, I was like, Chattanooga is where it's at. Like, Chattanooga, not that other cities don't have anything to offer, but like, Chattanooga is special. Maybe, no, people may not talk about it as much as they should right now, but just like you were saying, I mean, Chattanooga is on the cusp if not already uh, booming, I, I think, and growing. I mean, there have been so many new businesses and so many new uh, ideas and so much growth come to this area that it it really is cool to see because even in my almost four years now of living and working down here, it's been so cool to see just how everything has grown and just how everything has changed and how there's so much art and culture and, and, and life to this area, you know? Uh, and, and companies like yourself, I mean, a company in the downtown that has a, that has a community garden on top of me. What? It doesn't get any better than that. I mean, that's awesome. You I know? can't wait, man. It's yeah. gonna be so unique, so yeah. different, uh, and it's gonna represent what I think Chattanooga should look like. Yeah. It's going to be one of the most diverse employee workforces that can be offered. I mean, I'm surely, if not the state, the country, and I, I pride myself on that. And. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm really excited. And Chattanooga, like you just stated, it, it is on the cusp of greatness. I mean, it's the what? Believe it's in the top 100. Like it's right at 95 of like largest cities in the country. Yeah. Um, and it's gonna get up there. Mm -hmm. Like Nashville, people are going by the thousands, moving in every day. Mm -hmm. Eventually, that that balloon's gonna pop. Mm -hmm. And there's gonna be talent that's gonna be like, man, Chattanooga is affordable. Yeah. It's awesome. It has a you know a great city scene, a great outdoor scene. Mm -hmm. And you can really thrive here. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people get that. Well, they're about to get that. Yeah. So. I, there have been so many times where I've had like family or friends or people that I know from my hometown that have been to Chattanooga a couple times, but they may not be super well versed in just the area as a whole. And yeah. they'll come down here and maybe, you know, we'll get dinner or something. And, and the, the thing I always hear is, I, like, I never knew it was like this down here. Like, I've been down here, I've, you know, I've seen like a movie or something, or I've, you know, uh, come down here and gotten some food maybe, but like, I never, like, it's, it's got life to it, you know? Like, it's not just a city and some buildings. Like, there, I mean, even just thinking about the two sides of the river. I mean, you've got, you've got downtown, you've got North Shore. I mean, they're two, like, completely different areas, depending yeah. on what you, what you're wanting to get out of the, out of the city at that moment. I mean, there's so much it has to offer in those two different areas. And it's, 
I think it really represents, just like you were saying, the uh, the many different perspectives and the amount of diversity of, of just the individuals that live here. Uh, it's There's so many different ideas and so many different businesses and so many different uh, just perspectives on life as a whole that all, they all reside here and they all come together and, you know, uh, it, it's just such a special place, and I, I, lo- I love Chattanooga. I love it. It's awesome, and I'm glad we have people uh, like you, even though you're not necessarily natively from Chattanooga. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not either, but I'm glad we have people like you who are here that uh, that sing its praises and, and and put it on put it on the pedestal it deserves to be on. You I'm know? here to stay, man. We're going we're going to get it uh get it out the mud here. In yeah. Chattanooga. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one more thing I want to ask you about. So. Um, I think I read somewhere, it may have been like some LinkedIn post you had made, uh, but correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. and if I am, that's fine, that you had said that for a while, it may have been when you, were, you, were, when you initially started working at Steam, that you were, uh, you know, like, like traveling from a pretty good distance <laughs> oh back and forth, uh, and you were making like two-hour trips or something. Like, or I may have misread or something, but essentially, you were you were not just working in your backyard. Like you were traveling. Is that am I correct you in that assumption? You were absolutely 100 percent yeah. correct. Uh, during my first four months while working at steam so about november to when did uh it was like the week of kobe bryant when he passed away that was like january 2020 okay so like that three month period yeah yeah i drove to uh steam every day from knoxville tennessee for those that are not aware that's like probably a two hour plus at least two hours probably more than that i used to wake up at 4 a.m so i could be in the car by 5 15 so I could be here at Sneem no later than 7.30. And then from there, I used to always leave at five o'clock, had a laptop so I could finish up work when I got home and mm-hmm. I'd be in bed by nine, 9.30. And I did that for about 100 days. Were people at, at Steam like aware of that? Like, did they know that you were coming in from there? Did they were just like, oh, Malcolm's here again. Like, did they, what was the reaction? People, people didn't know, like, you know, Jason and, and like the, the executive team, they didn't know about yeah. it. But like my manager directly, he knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and my directors, they knew. And mm-hmm. they're just like, He's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, like Steam is, <laughs> this is an entry level role. Like, yeah. What are you doing? And yeah. I was just like, well, like, um, I believe in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be here. I'm trying to figure it out. And I, I don't have the money to buy out my lease. Yeah. So I'm going to make it happen. It's going to expire. Uh, I'm going to get a spot. And uh, I got one. And, and from there, we just made it happen. But I just, I knew. Mm-hmm. I knew that Steam, I didn't know it to this degree. Yeah. Nobody knew to this yeah. degree, but uh, I, I knew that there was something special. Yeah. And let me just, let me figure this out. Yeah. And I wanted to change from Knoxville and uh, Chattanooga. It just, it, it could not have been better timing or just better in general for me. Yeah. And, and that the idea of driving two hours to it, like not, not two hours total, like two hours to and then two, two hours from, mm-hmm. um, that's not exactly like the most glamorous thing in the world at least that's not what you know what comes to mind when i think of that but for often what i find and not that i'm you know me personally some some major success story but even the the small successes i've had in my life they usually precede doing that dirty work like doing things that people probably don't want to do that you know we probably didn't want to do at the time uh, i would say at that time if you could and if you could have rather you know been down here and you know driven 5 minutes to work every day you probably would have rather done that but yeah. uh, you know i'm sure during that time that really instilled a lot of uh, just character and it really it really turned was integral to turning you into who you are today I, I would imagine uh, i know for me personally times in my life where uh, I've had to do things that are not the most exciting, but they've they've uh, been integral to 
putting me where I'm at today. Uh, would you say that's that's true for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I think about those times, and I just again, you know, I want to take you back to being on a, a FedEx truck. Yeah. And it's raining outside. They're like, "Hey, Malcolm, you know." We had three people call out, can you go on the heaviest belt? Because you just look at you, man. You're built for it. I'm and like, you said, yeah, with a smile. With yeah, a smile on your face. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but in my head, I'm just like, you got to be kidding yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, you know, that is nothing compared to sitting in a car for two hours. You yeah. know, struggle and what we quantify as struggle. You know, there's, you know, a parent somewhere out there right now that doesn't know where their next meal is coming from mm-hmm. for their kids tonight. Mm-hmm. I'll get in the car and go back and forth to Knoxville because I know that I know that I'll have a meal later. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain things that you just can't sweat because there's other people that have so much more issues. Mm-hmm. You have to be thankful for the opportunity you have in front of you, mm-hmm. and you have to capitalize on the opportunity too. And hopefully, I've done that. No, I, I think you know there, who who knows what the future looks like for you and for Steam. But I would say so far, uh, if if Malcolm of three years ago or Malcolm uh, the a FedEx version of Malcolm yeah. could see you now, they'd probably be very proud of you. I would imagine yeah. uh, you, you seem to be like you're doing really well for yourself. Uh, like you're you're doing something that is special uh, that means a lot Thank to you. you. And at the very least, I can tell that your passion for what you do really comes out, uh, especially when you talk about it. I mean, you are, you are a joy to be around and a joy well, to talk you, to. Um, so, yeah, I think you, you've, you're doing a lot of great work, and I think that you've got a, lot, a very bright future ahead of you. Well, if it you. means anything coming from a 21-year-old well, no, uh, former lot. college student. It means a uh, lot. <laughs> like, never under, understate that, man. And I, I just appreciate you. And, uh, again, like we talked about off-air, like, you know, I'm nothing without the people that mm-hmm. we have at Steam. Mm-hmm. You know, shout-out to the whole recruiting yeah. department. Yeah. Shout out to our marketing department. You know, we we really have some things up mm-hmm. our sleeves. Human resources, the executive team, uh, and, and just the people that have you know poured into me throughout my time. And, mm-hmm. and just uh, I'm excited to see what the future has. You know, we yeah. we're really about to take this thing to uh, another level, yeah. and uh, um, it's full steam ahead. Yeah, <laughs> full steam ahead, man. Yeah. For sure, for sure, man. Well, uh, we can go ahead and wrap up things here. That's I think that's a good note to, to finish up on. Before we do officially finish up, though, I want to give you the floor. If you have anybody you want to give a shout out to, yeah. if, if there's anything you want to uh, promote, if there's any anything you got going on in the future that you want to you want to talk about, uh, the floor is yours, man. I, I appreciate you coming out here. I want to give you the moment to tell the people what you want to what you want to tell them. Definitely, sure. uh, huge shout out to everyone at Steam Logistics. You know, our entire staff, crew. Uh, as well as the the great folks at the Brewer Media Group, ESPN Chattanooga, as well as Power 94. Uh, Chattanooga's number one for hip hop and R&B. Just thankful for everybody there. Huge shout out to everyone at Big Brothers Big Sisters, the American Heart Association, as well as the Red Cross. Uh, And and just everybody, you know, in Chattanooga. You know, my dad originally is from Chattanooga, so huge shout out to dad. Mom, don't be mad, I said dad first. (laughs) Uh, But nah, shout out to to my mom and all my family. And um, again, Thank you so much for just having me on this platform today, and uh, let, let's continue to, to keep Chattanooga at the forefront because uh, it, it's going to be. So. For sure, man. For sure. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for I having appreciate me. Appreciate it. Uh, in the the description for today's episode, there'll be all the you know social medias and everywhere you can find Malcolm, uh, and also for Steam Logistics if you want to check him out. Uh, they're doing great work over there, and especially give uh, Malcolm a follow and, and see what he's up to. Yeah. Uh, as always, thank you all for listening today. If you're listening or watching, we really appreciate it. Uh, and Malcolm, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, so it's, much, it's been man. a pleasure, it's and I really pleasure. enjoyed it. Uh, thank you all for watching.